0: Because <laughs> we're doing space tonight, right? Yeah, I guess. Because so, right? <laughs> otherwise I have to real fast go do a list. Yeah, no, that's what I brought. Okay, good. Yeah. And it's... I'm still
1: pulling it over. In my head, I just don't know. I'm doing. <laughs> You're still falling over your list? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It, it might be on the fly. I might be like, no, I'm changing that right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, take two. Um, are you ready to go? All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that knows when building a time machine, it's best to do it out of a DeLorean, not a Mandalorian. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me normally is my brother Peter, but he had a last-minute family schedule fiasco. Um, so I actually like reached out and brought in a friend of mine who uh, I've been talking about maybe bringing... I've been talking with him about bringing him on for a while. And um, I'm, this could be a really interesting... Evening for the two of us. Um, so, Adam, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, so our listeners understand, Adam and I met in college, and uh, we realized we're into pretty much all the same stuff, which is fun to a point, but then references start taking over, and then, unfortunately, for you guys the listeners... This could be Adam and I just doing references all night long. <laughs> yeah, we, we <laughs> might just drop the social barrier. You guys might just be on the outside looking in. So, so this could be really fun for you and I. Not fun for the listeners. However, our listeners may still have fun with this. And at the end of the day, it's my show. So <laughs> you know, I mean, all eight of them out there might you know probably already know us. So all eight of them. <laughs> Thanks. My my tens of listeners out
1: there. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um. Well, hey. Normally, so Adam, you listen to the show. So normally we. Uh, We always talk about stuff we're watching and reading. Yes. Um, So how about this? Since you're new for the show, what are we watching? What are we listening? What Um, are we reading? (laughs) So
1: not really. haven't read a whole lot lately. Um, Been busy with work and stuff. But things I've gotten to watch. um, You got me interested in Arrow and the Arrowverse stuff. So I've started that.
0: Where are we in Arrowverse? Um, Season 4, Episode 2. Of Arrow? Arrow. You're just flying straight through Arrow? Yeah, I mean,
1: I've got time, you know, at work. I get an hour or How break. are you handling the
0: crossovers?
1: Um, so, basically what happened was The Flash showed up in Season 2, yep. somewhere in there, um, and I started kind of watching The Flash, but I kept watching Arrow. Just kept watching Arrow. Kept watching Arrow. And now I'm like, oh man, there's more crossovers happening. So now I'm like, all right, maybe I should put this away for a minute and go watch Flash. So I'm Flash, uh,
0: season one, somewhere in the okay first third. What are you thinking of Arrow? Um, I got a text from you, and you were like, wow, all these like recycled actors. From, yeah,
1: like- <laughs> yeah, that was that was it was interesting to see you know actors from some of my favorite shows repopulating new shows. Um, but one thing that's just kind of been running through my head is I swear to God if somebody else comes back from the dead I'm just going to stop watching it
0: because it's worse than Days of Our Lives. (laughs) Interesting. Um, (laughs) because of the crossover. So, like, here's what happened with Arrow for me. Arrow was great, it was great, it was great, it was great, and then I ran into the same problem you did and then the show did a, like, a crazy, like, because it went a little sci-fi for a little bit Mm. and then they did this let's go back to our roots and get hyper real again. Um, and I think that was a really cool reset because, like, at the beginning when they did that, I didn't feel it was as strong, but then I stuck with it, and it just kind of... Like, all shows go through their ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, it, it did that turn, and now it's back to, like, gold again, but because of the crossovers, the payoff is just... It's so huge, yeah. It's so huge. Yeah.
1: Um, so... You know, Barry made a statement at the end of season three where he had to go back and have a conversation with someone, and I'm like, okay, well, I clearly have missed something, so now I need to go back and watch all of that. Um, At the end of
0: season three, man, oh, okay, I think I know what episode you're on, because there was was something I watched out of order. Okay. There was, like, two episodes I watched out of order in the the big grand scheme of things, and I was like, wait a minute, and then I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. So...
1: Uh, other than that, uh, I watched The Boys on Amazon. I know we talked about this prior to this, and you haven't had a chance to get to I through.
0: just haven't watched the final two episodes. Oh, okay. All right. So I, I, I love this show. I just have two episodes to go. So, so yeah.
1: Um, episode four. Yeah. With the dolphin. I say no more. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've seen the is show, that, you know exactly is what is that we're the talking same about. same
0: episode with the religious camp?
1: Possibly, I don't know. The, the okay, just episode four sticks like out in my Jesus head, Jesus fest for, or whatever, because yeah, that yeah. that
0: episode just made me laugh. Like <laughs> that
1: whole episode is just <laughs> unreal. Um, other than that, um, this was probably two three weeks ago, but another uh, the another life on Netflix.
0: It's um, oh yeah, I, I saw that.
1: It's 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 space sci fi. Um, I. There's rumors out there they're doing a second series. There's rumors out there that it's canceled. Um, it was good. There are a lot of inventive ways to die in that movie or that you know series. Um, Katie Sackhoff's in it, so you know anytime she shows up in something, I'm kind of like, all right, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, her
0: Battlestar career really right. helped. So,
1: and um, other than that, just. When I've got really nothing else to watch, I'll throw on The Chef Show. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Chef with uh, John Favreau and John. Oh, yeah, Thurman. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what they did is, um, Joe, or, uh, I think it's Ken Choi, um, is the actual chef who he took his inspiration from. Um, and in the movie, you never see him, but he's basically the character that John Favreau's playing. And he's behind the scenes and he's teaching John all of these these recipes that he's making in the movie. And, you know, their whole thing with it was was like, if we're going to do a cooking movie, we're going to do it right. We're not going to be, you know, phoning it in or doing these other things that we see in these other movies. Um, So now they have a documentary series where the first season was them just making the recipes from the movies, and they have celebrities come in, you know, so the first episode's Gwyneth Paltrow. And you're watching it, and she's, like, talking about this and that and the other thing. They're like, yeah, like we did on Spider-Man. And she's like, I wasn't in Spider-Man. (laughs) <laughs> and Fabra was like, Yeah, you were at the very end. It was you, me, RDJ, you know, the kid. Yeah. She's like, No, we weren't. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where, awesome. like, they're cooking together, they're doing this. Um, and it basically turns into a bunch of friends just hanging out. And you get to watch them cook. They don't tell you how to cook. It's not a actual cooking show where they're giving you the like the ingredients pop up on the
0: screen in like a claymation. So kind of like if we were doing this show right. with food in front of us. Right. And we weren't explaining anything. No. We were just No, you our, just you watch them yeah. cook,
1: but they're just talking and going through the motions and doing their thing. Um and as they go through it, like they'll interview other chefs and stuff like that. So they did um Aaron Franklin out of Franklin Barbecue. Uh, that was a really good. That was actually two episodes. Because, you know, you know, he was in the movie with them. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's 30 minutes. Um, Seth Rogen was on it last time I watched it. So, you know, you get to hear him giggle the whole movie. So
0: Yeah, his <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. silly stoner
1: laugh. <laughs> um, Nothing against stoners.
0: It's just, that's his, it's just ridiculous.
1: Uh, that's really about it for really me. about
0: it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I um, I finished Stranger Things Season 3, finally. Do you watch Stranger, I things? Got, I, Stranger
1: I, things? I haven't got... Stranger Things is... I know I,
0: you're not a big scary movie kind of guy. It's so. not even
1: that. It's that I think Stranger Things is one of those things where I could get into it, and once I get into it, I'm going to want it all. Well, okay. Well, next season
0: is the final right. season. So, so I think what? I'll probably start it
1: mid-next season and then just rip through it. Because, I mean, you know, I've watched four seasons of Arrow in,
0: what, Two weeks. So. All right. Um, well, overall, I thought Season 3 was fantastic. I wasn't a big fan of the creature in Season 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, that's not really a spoiler to you, because, hey, there's creatures. Yeah. Um, but the only reason I wasn't a fan of it was because... So it's kind of like when you watch Alien, you have the creature is... Uh, it, it's small. Mm-hmm. It's just the one creature. And then you watch Aliens, and then there's a lot more right. of those creatures. There's, there's multiples. And then, you know... That's great. So if you think of Stranger Things Season 1 as alien, you're like, okay, cool, we got the one creature. Mm-hmm. And then we have our creatures, and then it's kind of a different – it's a dif- It's the same kind of thing, but it's different. Well, eventually it's got to get bigger, right? They have to eventually get bigger. So they definitely got bigger. So the creature's cool, but it's, eh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like – it didn't scare me the way the other ones scared me. Mm-hmm. It's all rolled in the same ball. It just didn't scare me as much. Sure. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do for the final season. But um, I thought this was fantastic. If, for some reason, they didn't do another season, technically they're done. Like, the way it ended, they, they could just call it they quits. They could just can wrap it right, right here. Right, they could wrap it right here if they really wanted to. But they promised us four, so... so you get four. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and honestly, that's about as much as I've watched. Okay. Only because... TV shows are starting to come back. Right. Um, So, like, uh, The Resident just came back. I haven't watched the episode yet. I really like that show, so um, I'm excited to see that just because the season two premiere was such a solid episode of television. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of excited to see what they do for the season three opener. I I really,
1: Um, you know... I work in medicine, so watching medical dramas for me is like going to work again,
0: and I'm just like I don't, which I, I don't, which I do totally this. get. And I work in <laughs> parks and recreation, and I love the show Parks and Recreation, <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, because you know, well, like a medical drama is different than like a right. medical comedy. Like I will watch Scrubs all day and right. night, but like I can't right. get into. Is the soap opera-y type show. No, I
0: no, I totally hear you. So. I just I just watched it on a whim because I like Emily Van Camp, and I was like, I'm gonna check out the show just because she's in it. And then I was like, this show's amazing, and I've just hung with it. Um, but then, uh, otherwise, I've been watching like Ballers and uh, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. And um, if anyone's watching The Righteous Gemstones for stuff, that show's fantastic. Uh, Danny McBride is like top of his game in this show. But they have a song because the show's about televangelists. And um, okay. <laughs> the show's about... Te- I don't have HBO, I cancel Well, the it, show's so. about televangelists. Uh, so Danny McBride, him, his father, his brother, and his sister are all part of this family that's, like, this run this giant mega church corporation thing, and it's all about <laughs> how corrupt these people really are. That's what the show's about. But there is a song that a couple of the characters, like, you see some flashbacks or whatever, but a couple of the characters sing this song. It's like... Before you had, like, the rock concert-type church experience, they had, like, it was just, you know, a little bit more country back in the day, right? right? So you see these flashbacks and whatnot, but the song they sing is an earworm (laughs) beyond (laughs) that, that like, I'm, like, walking around at work, and I'm, like, humming it, and I'm like, God... Thankfully, uh, another guy I work with is watching the show, and him and I have been laughing about it all week. Like Deegan's Happy Torture Song from The Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's a perfect example, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've been we've been laughing about it at work a lot just because me and this other guy watched the show, and it's been pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, otherwise, TV's starting to come back, so here we yeah, go. I... But the Emmys happened. Uh, and did I didn't eat. watch Sunday. What was I was watching the Bears game? All right. Well, watching football. here's what I'll say about the Emmys, real quick. First off, uh, Fleabag shocked me big time for winning like just about every comedy award. I was really hoping it was gonna be Miss Maisel, mm. um, but they shocked me with like, "Hey, here's." <laughs> and I, I've never seen
1: and, anything on Fleabag,
0: so. right? And I'm now wondering if I should go check it out. Um, is that Netflix? Or is that Amazon? Uh, it, it's Amazon. Okay. Yeah, and um, but uh, congrats to Game of Thrones for winning uh, best drama. I know that the final season was very. Um, feel like basically the loudest voices were on the internet. Yeah,
1: but oh, all absolutely. of the
0: people who truly understood what they were doing were the ones voting for the awards. Um, so congrats to Game of Thrones. But the big thing is, is regardless of you f- how you feel about uh, the ending of the show or how they brought it to a close. You can't ignore the fact that this is an achievement beyond anything that's been done in television before. Oh,
1: no. Ed, this is and, This and it's is going cinema. To di- this and it will dire- television. And it
0: will directly shape the road for how... Like It's kind of like there was a world before Game of Thrones. Right. Now we're post-Game of Thrones. Let's see what TV has in store for us now because of all the stuff we learned. Right. So. so,
1: I mean, you get those mega budgets and you can do you can do Lord ex- of the rings ex- ex- stuff. Exactly, and it makes so. me
0: excited for the Amazon Lord of the Rings show. It makes me so excited for the Mandalorian coming, like, you know what I mean, so. Um, I gave the Dark Crystal a go. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I never watched it as a kid, um, so the listeners who don't know me know. Um, I grew up under a rock, and beneath that rock there was a basement and those stairs had boxes behind them that's where i grew up was behind those boxes um i was
0: <laughs> not introduced. wasn't until we met in college that yeah. you came out of that rock yeah that's basically like the rock kind of lifted up and i was like this is new i almost i almost feel like i should be apologizing <laughs> to your mother no no it's not her fault okay it's her fault no it's my fault for getting you out of the rock that's nah, why i gotta I apologize
1: know. Um, so I never saw the Dark Crystal growing up. Sure. I never, you know, I'd, I'd seen Labyrinth and I'd seen, you know, I, I know the Jim Henson, you know, creature works and all that stuff. But, like, I watched that first episode and I was like, fantasy isn't my thing. Like, I'm more sci-fi action-adventure. Like, yeah. sitting there watching fantasy, I'm just kind of like, okay, it's cool. I appreciate what I'm seeing. I appreciate the character creation. You know, the artistry and the puppets and all that stuff, but I don't give anything about the story. Sure. So I got to that first episode and I was like, it looks cool, it looks really nice, but beyond that, oh, yeah. I just, yeah,
0: you can you can totally appreciate it for yeah. the old school puppet right. thing. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah. You know, like Dark Crystal, between Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, I totally prefer Labyrinth. Sure. So um yeah. But yeah, no, I gave I it a shot it. and I was just like, eh, not for me. I hear ya. Well, real quick, just to end the Emmys. Uh, one of the things they did, which was really, really cool, uh, Veep had its final season as well on HBO, and they brought the whole cast out on the stage to basically give a farewell to Veep, which, and, the, and the cast came out together, it was like a, you know, thanks for watching us kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then they presented an award. They brought the cast of Game of Thrones out to do the same thing, basically, to you know, farewell to Game of Thrones, and they had like a five-minute standing ovation. <laughs> Which was astounding. Like yeah. just see, everyone was just like it just wouldn't stop, and it was like we appreciate it, thanks, but we got to do this thing and right. present this award yeah. and stuff. Like we're gonna get musicked
1: off if you right. don't
0: stop. And then they did a really nice because so many shows ended this past year. They did a lot. They did a really cool like tribute to the shows that left. So Gotham got a recognition, which okay. I thought was really cool. Uh, big Bang Theory got a big recognition, which is interesting because I don't think anyone realized it left. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, award
1: season is five months removed from, you know, when no, I know. shows I just, go off the right. air for so, network stuff. So, yeah. It's, right. No, it was just really cool. So, and I uh, have the same problem for, like, summer movies in the
0: Oscars. I'm like, oh, right, that was this year. Like, oh, God, that was so long ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was the thing. When Black Panther got nominated for an Oscar, you're like, that was this year? <laughs> yeah. It felt like it was ten years ago. <laughs> it came out, like, the week after the Oscars last year. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Um. So yeah, just a quick thing on the Emmys. Uh. But we got some news to talk to. Uh. Talk through. Yeah. Uh. So since you were watching uh the Arrowverse. Yes. Have you heard some of the news about the Arrowverse crossover?
1: I have. Um, most of it has been from listening to this show. Okay. Um. But I have been doing some like you know internet perusing, and anytime something pops up about it, I kind of just glance or skim through
0: the article. Cool. And- well. Um. Linda Carter. ...is officially in talks to replace her role as Wonder Woman. That would be awesome. Which is awesome. Yes. Um, And then uh, I know I mentioned uh, on a previous episode that Tom Welling's coming back to play Superman. Mm Mm-hmm. I did see that. Which is great because we're actually going to get him in the suit. Right, which was one of the the (laughs) things that Warner Brothers said when they did Smallville was he can never be in the suit. I really wonder where that... I kind of want to do an investigation on that and find out if it was Warner Brothers, if it was CW, if it was DC Comics... Or was like the producers on the show?
1: Well, the way it was understood to me was that when it started as Smallville, it wasn't licensed through Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. It was like, yes, you can use these characters then,
0: loosely based. Then that's why Warner Brothers would have made a statement. Yeah,
1: like, that. like but you cannot use our logo. You can have right. you can have creative license with the characters because we can't stop you from doing that. But any of our trademarked material. You know, i.e. the Superman logo, but I mean technically names are trademarks, so I don't know how they got away with using the names, but whatever. Um, so that was my understanding. With it was like, yes, you can have the creative license to do this, but we draw the line at him yeah. being Superman. You can do young, you can do young Clark Kent all you want. We draw the line at Superman. Yeah. So that last episode, you see him getting ready to pull his shirt, and that's where it ends. Like so.
0: Right. <clears throat> yeah. That was I just that was that's where you roll right. credits and you're yeah. just like crap. You're just like oh, I man. wanted to see more than that. Um we actually have a lot of DC news tonight, so we're gonna Which
1: is not great for me because I'm more of a Marvel fan. I appreciate D C but I
0: live more well, on the Marvel side. Since uh since Marvel dropped their load at Comic Con and D twenty three, you're just like, Well, I there's not much to talk about until they start <coughs> actually pumping stuff out. Right. Um, but uh Erica Durance, or Durance, however you say her uh-huh. name she in Supergirl, so if you watch Supergirl, and I know you haven't started that yet, she, Supergirl's mom is played by an actress, who then at one point yes obviously and then one <laughs> point leaves the show. Oh, okay. And Erica Durance takes over that character's role, which is fine. So you, but have, you have a, a uh, Terrence Howard, Don Cheadle.
1: Um, <laughs> reversal of roles.
0: Yeah, kind of. Or not reversal. Um, you know, but then Erica Durance will be reprising her role as Lois Lane from the Smallville Lois Lane, so she'll be oh. coming back with Tom Welling. That does not mean she's going to be in the show as Supergirl's mom. Sure. Right. I'm just She's coming back to play Lois Lane, which is awesome. That, that would so, very much be awesome, yes. Yes. However, in the sad news of Smallville, now, to say that this is not going to be a thing is difficult because the reports say that Michael Rosenbaum will not come back to play Lex Luthor. And I did see that. I read that article. But after reading a quote from him, it made me wonder if it's still not a possibility. Yeah, he's not going to come back and play Lex Luthor for this amount of money. Well, that's the thing. So his quote says, uh, Friends, many of you have tweeted and asked me about joining the Infinite Crossover. I can't tell you how much this means to me, but I'm going to be straight up about this. Warner Brothers called my agents Friday afternoon when I was in Florida visiting my grandmother in a nursing home. Their offer, no script, no idea what I'm doing, no idea when I'm shooting, basically no money, and the real kick in the ass, we have to know right now.
1: And <laughs> I mean, I get it from so Warner Brothers standards. Like, right. we can't write you a script if we don't know you're doing the part. Like, right. we, we at least need a commitment before <laughs> right, we, exactly. we can iron out the details later. But. Yeah,
0: so he just said, my answer to that was pass. I think you can all understand why. I hope this answers all of your questions. Um, the way I look at that is, he was get exactly what you said. He was given really no opportunity to, yeah, you know, look at anything. And he's like, I don't know, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Right. And honestly, we just want you to stand on camera and smile. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lex Luthor's back. You know, we could have two Lex Luthers. You know, because yeah. John Cryer plays Lex mm-hmm. Luthor and Supergirl, I and mean, it'd be awesome. So yeah, yeah, it would be,
1: be awesome. I mean, you're talking. So, Tom Welling, you're also,
0: I mean, I know you guys had mentioned, like, Lois and Clark getting... Well, so, I wonder if that's going to happen, or it might not, I mean, because right now we're up to three Supermans. Right. We could end up with a fourth because Dean Cain is on Supergirl. So, on Supergirl, um, Supergirl's foster parents on Earth are played by Dean Cain, who played Superman on Lois and Clark, and I... Her name's escaping me at the moment, but she was the Supergirl from the '80s television series Supergirl.
1: Okay, who plays her mom. Never...
0: So technically, we could have, you know what I mean? Yeah, but... absolutely. <clears throat> could be all over the place. Right. Exactly. And you know, if you, I mean, you started watching The Flash, so The Flash's dad is played by the actor who played the Fl- John Wesley Shipp who played the Flash in the '90s television version right. of The Flash, which is awesome. He will also be in the crossover as said character. <laughs> that will be very,
1: very, very fun. I, I hope I, get, I know I won't get there. By the end of.
0: Because it'll be mid season. It'll be like the mid season finale. Is that where they're talking about putting it? It's. Um, ooh, hold on. I saved the dates. So uh, it's December 8th, 9th, 10th. So yeah, mid season finale. And then. So 8, 9, and 10. We wait a month because of the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then January 14th and January 14th. The, the final two episodes. Right. So it'll be a two hour closer. So, after the holidays, right now
1: I still have what three seasons of Arrow, four seasons of Arrow to get through because I just started the fourth
0: plus all of Supergirl, all of Flash. I'm not gonna get there in time. You'll make it, <laughs> <laughs> you'll make it. Just hunker down, just call in sick to work. You'll y- make it. Yeah, that,
1: that's that's not an option. What's
0: but... really nice though is like a couple of the things that a couple of these shows I've grabbed the DVD sets for, Mm -hmm. and like the Supergirl set just showed up at my house recently and it has... Even if I don't buy the other ones for that that year, the Supergirl set has the whole crossover on it. Oh, okay. So I don't like... And I went back and looked and some of my other ones have full crossovers. It's just not, you know... So, I think that's nice. So if I just wanted to collect all of Arrow, I would get said... All the extra episodes and stuff.
1: I think what I need to do is Google search and see if there's a roadmap for the Arrowverse as far as crossover episodes and stuff, kind of like you know the ECU.
0: For the most part, I could technically build it for you if you really wanted me to. Um, Since we're on DC news uh, and we mentioned Supergirl, um, did you know there's a Supergirl movie coming? I did not. Okay, I did. I completely forgot there's a Supergirl movie (laughs) coming. It will not be Melissa Benoist, which is sad, but that's fine. Or it should be, but they're probably going to go another route, which is okay. It's the movies, kind of like what they did with The Flash. But um, apparently, Superman is reportedly supposed to appear in the movie, but it is unclear if Henry Cavill will be that said Superman. Um, I mean, that's cool. I just thought it was newsworthy because I forgot a Supergirl movie was coming. <laughs> um, Deadshot. Will Smith said he was out for. Um, Suicide Squad 2? Mm-hmm. Well, are you, you're talking about the uh, James Gunn... Yeah. Suicide, the Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad? Yeah. The Suicide Squad? The, the, the um, Yeah, no, so Will Smith plays Deadshot right. Suicide Squad. James Gunn takes over Suicide the Suicide Squad. Idris Elba comes in, everyone thinks he's replacing Will Smith. Then we find out that Idris Elba's playing a whole new character. Mm-hmm. And Deadshot's just not going to be in the movie. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. He'll play another character. Deadshot's not in the movie. And then we will have... Um, and then Will Smith has room to Coming maybe later. maybe come back in. Um, Warner Brothers officially wants Will Smith to return as Deadshot at some point. That would be ideal, I think. Right. So, I mean, we don't... I mean, they, you don't have to, but the fact that they want him to come back to do it is awesome. So... Yeah, I did see today that they uh
1: they released the cast photo, not them in costume, but you got to see the whole cast together with James Gunn, which was kind of cool. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I gotta go back and read that article because you know Nathan Fillion's
0: in it, so that'll be interesting to see where he's right. gonna be. Um, are we still rolling with DC news? Because we got a little bit more to go. I'm good with it. All right, cool. Um, so the Batman's coming. What do you think about this Batman thing? Because you, since the Robert Pattinson nonsense, like the back and forth—is he Batman? Is he not Batman? Whatever, he's officially Batman. Okay, which is fine. What do you? How do you? First off, how do you feel about Robert Pattinson?
1: Um, I'm gonna be absolutely honest with you. I've never seen Twilight. I've never seen anything where I can pick him out of a lineup. I know who he is. <laughs> sure. And I could pick him out of a lineup, but if he was in a movie, and I'd be like, oh, I yeah, okay, I totally forgot he was in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, here's my thing. I've been around long enough and watched enough movies where I was like, this is the wrong casting. And then I watched the movie only to be pleasantly surprised. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust these people to know what they're doing Yeah. and be like, okay, if they have something in mind and they want this actor to play this character, then I'm going to trust that process just like I did with Heath Ledger. Because the initial announcement of Heath Ledger as Joker in uh, The Dark Knight, I was like, what? No, no, absolutely not. And, and you, then I and saw you're not the not alone
0: because everyone was right. in the same boat as I. Right. That.
1: I mean, you know, Affleck is Batman. I'm still on the fences with that one, but he plays a better Bruce Wayne than he does Batman. I think.
0: Oh, I'm totally fine. Fu- I was, I defended Affleck the whole time, yeah. So, and I still so. do. I
1: mean, he looks badass in the bat suit, but I think he played a better Bruce Wayne than he did Batman.
0: Right. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, so you're okay with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm just going to trust
1: the process. I'm like, down. I'm gonna, Look, let's
0: see what happens. The casting and... department has never let us down. That's the one thing. That's the one thing. For the most part, the, ca- for the, most part, the <laughs> casting department. I'm like, <laughs> George Clooney. <laughs> in the new superhero universe, since the since Batman Begins, because that's probably the first one to like re-kickstart re-kick, mm-hmm. everything again, since Batman Begins, the casting department has never been wrong. I, I will agree with that. Do you know saying. what I mean? Yeah. Like So, since 2005, the casting department has never failed us. So, it's I kind of got to take it for what it is and just yeah, enjoy it. I'm so, just going to let it ride. With that being said, apparently Jonah Hill is in talks to be technically in The Batman. Well, that would be awesome. In a mystery role. So, let me ask you this. Who would you cast Jonah Hill as? Oh, God. Would, um, you, would you give him... like? Because a lot of people are speculating that he's going to be the Penguin.
1: I mean typecasting by body type only? Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, he has the ability to chameleon and lose weight and put weight back on. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I could see him kind of as a Riddler type just because of his
0: comedic abilities. Riddler, Riddler would be cool, too. That's something I had, I thought um, of, um, but I don't know. I just... Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I th- thought Riddler and Penguin were the top two. I would right. I would like to see them pull somebody
1: that I like as a villain and do something that isn't like, you know, a mainstream villain. Somebody
0: like Hush or something like that. Oh. Or, well, I wouldn't I mean, want... I wouldn't want him playing Hush, No, but... but- in that that I agree. that main or
1: not a mainstream villain, somebody that they can flesh out and make more of a good character. You know, like not Condiment King or
0: whatever the hell his name is. But, Condiment King. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 a character. I know it's
1: okay. <laughs> I just didn't remember if it was Condiment
0: Man or Condiment King. I just couldn't yeah. remember if it was so. But you know, Dot Man. But
1: yeah, you know, they're all
0: they're all gonna be in the Suicide Squad anyway. So, so like.
1: I just I didn't want to. F- you know pick a ridiculous character but you know a less of a mainstream main you know eight or ten bad guys that they always fight somebody that's kind of in if the you shadows, read shadows comics
0: hush has become more of a mainstream yeah, villain, which in, is which is even great. in
1: um arkham knight the
0: video game like hush is oh yeah a mainstream character again and it's just like okay awesome sweet yeah so excellent okay well do you know who jeffrey wright is do you watch uh do you watch westworld I don't have HBO. Okay, so for our listeners, if you're watching Westworld, you know who Jeffrey Wright is. He plays Bernard. Uh, since you're sitting here, it's a um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay,
0: okay. okay, he's in talks to possibly play Commissioner Gordon. <clears throat> I am totally down for this. Uh, when I first read it, when I first read it, I wasn't sure, but as I processed it, I'm like, this that sounds fantastic. Um, so I mean, I. Uh... I can't remember
1: what I've seen him in, but I know him, and I always okay. like the stuff he's done. Um, speaking of actors reprising roles and, you know, people who you'd like to
0: see, um, so... I know I'm changing gears on you here. Nope, change gears. Um, I expected you and I to derail a long time ago. So I just saw <laughs> this
1: today, um, and it was kind of... popped up on my newsfeed for Comic Book. Um, but... Uh... J. Jonah Jameson's back I know and I'm so happy <laughs> that they brought him back because like that was one of my favorite castings from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man yeah was was bringing J. Jonah Jameson in and casting I why can I not
0: think of the character's name um, uh he uh farmer's insurance guy why
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's what I'm like
0: <laughs> why <laughs> we covered it
1: um yeah like we did I c- <laughs>
0: So you know what? Keep talking, entertain the people, yeah. I'll look it up. I don't know um, who I am. But so they've put out just kind of a, a quick advertising video basically. I just remember when he won his Oscar, because Neil Patrick Harris was hosting the Oscars that year and he was like, <laughs> he won an Oscar, bum <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um uh
1: go ahead. So that I just glanced through the video. He's basically reprising his role as J. Jonas Jameson. It's it's more of a kind of a teaser for Spider-Man 3 and where they're going to be going. Sony taking the character out of the MCU and doing their own thing with it. Um,
0: if that happens, there's reports that um, they're... they're Yeah. Um, there's reports that they've already... Uh, J.K. Simmons. Thank there's, you, guys. <laughs>
1: J.K. Simmons.
0: There's reports that uh, Fox went back to Disney and said, alright, we'll offer you 30% of the box office. Sony or Fox? So, Sony went to Disney and said, <laughs> yeah. we'll offer you 30%. So, you
1: know, money. and if that's the case, then awesome. Right. I mean, you know, a little bit of infighting. They're,
0: they're, they're trying to figure... Th- look, Right. they're still talking.
1: Yeah, a little um, bit um, of infighting just to, you know, get people talking about the problem. Yeah. Always, always good for the character. So, yeah. Publicity is publicity, good or bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's just one of the things that they were doing, but they kind of brought up a plot hole where one of the guys that was interviewed in there said, like, when the the re-snap happened and everyone came back, you know, it was assumed that everyone kind of just came back in the general vicinity of where they were, but not, like, you know, the people that were in the helicopter that crashed into the building were just suddenly repopulated in midair and then fell to their deaths. Like, it was assumed that everyone, well, this one guy goes, yeah, I was doing a stunt for a movie and I ended up, like, 20 feet in the air and I fell and it hurt my leg. (laughs) So it's like... They just introduced a plot hole thing there where, you know, the MCU says this and now Sony with their video is saying this, and so there was a big discussion on that uh, that
0: post about that. Hmm. I wonder just, I wonder if Sony will be allowed to mention like I wonder if Sony will be allowed oh, to, oh, mention to mention the you know, blip, I guess you could call it. Yeah. I mean you'd how can you not? I, I mean know.
1: you'd well, have to well,
0: technically... You know, uh, technically they could work around it because we've had three movies to cover it sure and i haven't seen homecoming yet far from home far far from home far is the from one home. that yes. takes place yes. after yes endgame.
1: sorry yes i'm waiting okay. for it to come out on dvd so, so infinity and infinity
0: war Endgame, game far, far from, from home. home throw in ant-man and the wasp and captain marvel that's five movies to cover Just the the snapping. Just the snapping. Yes. Yeah. Um, So I don't think like Sony doesn't really need. No, they don't need to cover it it at all. No. Um, Yeah. Well, we'll see where they go with that. Uh, One last piece of DC news before we go. Have you heard the stuff about the Joker mover, Joker movie shootings at theaters? Yes, I actually
1: I actually read the memo from the army. Um, They put it out as a base memo for uh, all of their. All their personnel uh, just to be on high alert, and if you are going to go to the theater, that keep your eyes out for anything,
0: especially for like opening nights and these type things. My problem with this is is that how is this different than any movie that has violence? I I think that's my problem.
1: Well, then they said that they're getting like the NSA and certain others uh, intelligence agencies are seeing a lot of chatter on the dark web about this being orchestrated. Oh. with unnamed theaters being talked about. Um, so that was one of the things. Like, it's, it's a credible threat. Like, They're not just saying it just to say it. They're saying that we've seen talk on the okay. dark web about this. Well, that's nice
0: to hear because yeah. I'm looking at this going, seriously, guys, first off, the last the, the Batman shooting back then, was back well, however long ago that yeah, was, was, was not the Dark Knight with the Joker. It was right. the Dark Knight Rises with Bane. Right. And I'm like, so there's no correlation there if we're talking about a character. No. Batman's not even in this movie, so let's take that And I think the, the character is correlation
1: is because the shooter dressed up like the Joker when he came into the theater. Sure. So I think that's where the correlation is. Now you've got a character where you're fleshing out the origins of the Joker. Yeah. So you're going to get these crazy wackadoos
0: coming well, out. Well, Aurora, Colorado already said that they've banned the movie from their theaters. So you if you live in Aurora, you're not seeing the Joker unless you travel out somewhere. Um, but I just I was like, how is this different than any...
1: Right. No, like and I, I don't every disagree. movie has
0: violence in it. At this yeah, point, yeah. No, like.
1: I don't disagree with you on that statement. It's just the army has gotten intelligence reports of chatter, and that's why they're putting this out there to their their personnel on base to be you know more alert if they're going out for that. So.
0: Sure. All right. Well, I just wanted to bring it up because you know we're all planning on having our butts in a seat for that movie. So I, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. How do we discuss this? So yeah, there you go. Um... Alright, moving on, and then we'll run our list for the evening. So, um, Jurassic World 3. <laughs> the look on your face is phenomenal. Have you you've seen the Jurassic Worlds? <laughs> I've seen the Jurassic Worlds. Um, which are literally remakes yes. of Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 2. Yes, they are. They are
1: plot for plot, <laughs> almost identical, <laughs> in the vein of Top Gun and Need for Speed. <laughs> sure, or not? Not Need for Speed. Um, no, Days, Days of, Thunder. of Thunder. Sorry, yeah,
0: Top Gun and Days of Thunder. Yeah, now, it's... Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Um, I understand the parallels there, but Jurassic World was a really nice, fun. Like Jurassic World, I thought was great. Right, like I really enjoyed it, and like yes, it would. There was a lot of similarities, but I really enjoyed it. And then Jurassic World Two, I was like, angry the way I was angry at Jurassic Park 2. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you identified with Malcolm's character in the bedroom scene where you're like, no, 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 John, you're making all new mistakes this time. <laughs> right.
0: Now, here's... This is what I think is interesting. In Jurassic Park, we had uh, Alan Grant and, you know... Um, Laura Dern. Laura and, Dern. And, uh, sorry, we had Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Dern and Jeff Goldblum. And right. then Jurassic Park 2, Jeff Goldblum's the only one that returns. Right. But then in Jurassic Park 3... Sam Neill and Laura Dern return. Right. Okay, so in Jurassic World 1 and 2, we don't have any of the original actors, but... You do it, have Jeff Goldblum in, in 2. In 2, we do have Jeff yeah. Goldblum, so he returned, like, just the parallel, right. 2 to 2, okay? <laughs> this is the funny part, because I realized the parallel here. Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are all returning to play their respective characters in Jurassic World 3. <laughs> just like... They return in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. So here we I, are making all the same mistakes once again. You know, and... <laughs> it's it's one of those things where... I mean, life finds a way, I guess. Sure, but at the end of Jurassic Park
1: 2, I was really kind of just like, who gives a whoop? You know, right. I was like, you know, the dinosaurs are out and the Pacific Northwest somewhere, not a tropical climate. It's going to be hard for them to survive. And if you read books... Like,
0: I, I never learned like, how to read. I told you that already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you read books, so some of our listeners might be able to read. Um, if, you read if you read books and you've read the Crichton novels, they are not dinosaurs. Right. They're, they're genetic hybrids. Genetic hybrids. Right. They're not dinosaurs. And that's one of the things I think is interesting because the book never refers to them as dinosaurs. Sure. So um, they they always use the word animals. So, when they have those conversations about, you know, should we protect this species and all that stuff, it's like, why would we do that? They're, right. they're not... They're not They're nature. genetic abominations. They're not nature. So, yeah. who cares? You know, that's, that's the one side of that coin that I think is really interesting when they have those talks. So, so you know, as Jurassic World 3, I, it's a
1: Jurassic Park movie. I mean, I go f- because there's always going to be a small six-year-old boy inside of me going... <laughs> dinosaurs yeah so i'm gonna go we're all gonna go will i like it will i like it that's to be determined um so i mean i'll be there i I may not be there i'll be there (laughs) i may not be there opening week but i'll probably go see it just because it deserves to be seen on the big screen
0: yeah, something like that. I, it's going to come down to the trailer for me if I go see it or if I wait. Because I ended up waiting for Jurassic World 2, and I'm glad I did. Okay. So I'll put it that way. Um, so, Star Wars. You hear about Kevin Feige moving over to Star Wars? I have not. This is no, this is news to me. Okay, mastermind Kevin Feige, who's done the Lord's work over there in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> um So, Kevin Feige will travel to a galaxy far, far away to work on Star Wars for Disney. Now, does that mean he's doing a full trilogy? Does that mean he's going to be, like, the Kevin Feige guy where he's going to be, like, fully overseeing things? I doubt it. I have a feeling he's coming over to do, like, maybe a trilogy, maybe a movie, maybe just help us get our ducks in a row as we move forward with what's going doing. So, this is for, I mean, obviously... Literal. When I say this is for something, this is Kevin Feige has been announced. He's going to work on Star okay, Wars. Okay, so this bit. this isn't for Rise of Skywalker late post just to get them back on. No, track. I have a feeling what this is is Rise of Skywalker comes out and we all have our movie as is and of discussion. Sure. Um, there's a two year gap before they've said they're going to make any more announcements. They don't want to. Nothing's coming out for two years. So we sure. get Rise of Skywalker and then we're getting a little Star Wars break. Well, I unless think, you have Disney Plus, then you're getting unless you have Disney Plus, you're getting Mandalorian, you're getting the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um. But what I think is happening is is they're taking, they're saying Kevin Feige, take a break from Marvel, come over, have some meetings, help us get our ducks in a row, in terms of a of a cohesive universe that we're trying to piece together. Sure. And not that Star Wars is having problems, but but Star Wars has laid the groundwork for this enormous
1: universe and and it's and
0: it's getting bigger it's getting big enough to like not be handled well if you're not paying attention right and i mean you know disney takes
1: the property and says that books are not canon anymore you know so you've got this already kind of discombobulated universe that you need to reorganize and figure out so
0: it'll be interesting to see what he does do with that yeah so So i don't know if that means i don't know what his involvement is going to be and right now based on the reports no one knows all we can say is, hey, this guy who did Marvel good is going to come over for a little bit, take a quick, because he's got his Marvel machine running. Right. He needs yeah. to just pop in for a meeting. Oh, you guys are doing good. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go turtle over here and have a meeting with Kathleen Kennedy real quick. You know. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, hey, Ryan Coogler, you got Black Panther. You're good yeah, to Yeah, go. you got it. Like, you, you know, it. so I think they have that machine going. Let's get this other machine moving in the right direction and go from there. So, I mean, I'd love to have Abrams be that guy, but we know Abrams can't be that guy. Right. He's and got other aspirations. And sure.
1: Kind of he's, thing, so. you know, his, his big thing was
0: doing a Star Wars movie, and he got to do two. And right. To be completely honest, I want Dave Filoni to be the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe. Okay. Um, I, did, Dave, I don't follow it close enough to know who that Dave that Filoni. Is. Dave Filoni is the supervising director of The Clone Wars. Okay. Supervising director of Rebels. He is writing and co-directing with Favreau on The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Filoni was brought in at the uh, ground level with Lucas as Lucas was prepping for his retirement. Gotcha. Filoni learned directly from the Master, and then the retirement happened, and Filoni was basically left to do his thing. So Filoni is basically the new George Lucas. Gotcha. So as far as I'm concerned, I think... That if Kevin Feige's coming over, he's going, hey, let's have a talk, let's meet Dave, let's get him going. Dave Filoni, in my opinion, becomes the new Kevin Feige for Star Wars, and Dave. then Feige goes back sure. and works on Marvel. That's what I want to have happen, that's what I think should happen. I'm waiting for the Dave Filoni live-action movie. Um, he is directing, it's either two or three episodes for The Mandalorian. So, yeah. So, he's already there, let's let's see what he's got. You know what I mean? Let's let's go with it. And I'm so excited for the Mandalorian, dude! Like I get more and more excited. As <laughs> like
1: I've watched the trailer like 11 it's times. It's not yeah, a time and just, machine,
0: and I'm just like, I like it. The Mandalorian is not a time machine. Just so everyone's clear on that. I'm I know not, you're shaking your head. You know, I'm the not. I'm, yeah, I,
1: <laughs> it's a completely separate story. In the Star Wars universe, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, not—we're yeah. not going back and looking at an origin story for somebody else. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the Mandalorian. It's just yeah. a guy off on his
0: own. Yeah, I'm real. I cannot wait. I can't wait for that completely. Anyway, um, so that brings me to the end of the news. I. Think I've talked about everything I had to talk about. Okay, so. cool. Are you ready to discuss our list? I think
1: I will probably be editing on the fly, but yeah, let's do this. Thing. Editing on
0: the fly. All right, uh, Ryan, it's time to do the list. So if you will, please uh, press play for me. Thanks. And now for the top five. Adam. So, because I have to move... So, I was supposed to do a list with Peter this evening. Right. And because he's not here, I don't want to do it without him. So, we're pushing that back. He'll be here next week, hopefully. Um, I don't have to pinch hit with him again, but we're going to push that back. (laughs) Uh, And we were doing uh, movies that were original only for the screen. Oh, okay. Like it was an original. It was basically the top five movies that are original, not based on a true story, not based on a book, not based on a comic, nothing. Sure, it, like it literally, like it was. I wrote for a screenplay.
1: The screen. It's based on nothing. Here
0: yeah, you here, here you go, like an original screenplay, which sure. I just thought that would be kind of, that's a. It was a real hard list for me to put together. Absolutely. Anyway, we're pushing that aside for next week. Uh, tonight, uh, because you're the guest, I said, "What do you want to do?" You gave me a choice. We're rolling with this. So, what are we doing tonight? We are doing space
1: sci-fi tv shows so they have to take place in space or the majority of
0: it in space on a foreign planet something that is not i have i have one that's kind of a cheat and the only reason it's a cheat it's a cheat so i put it in my honorable mentions sure um and that's why i did that um and you'll understand why i say it's a cheat but do you have any honorable mentions you're allowed to
1: i i i have two
0: um and i'm gonna preface these honorable mentions how about this actually both my honorable mentions are cheats so, all right. All right. <laughs> if, I, if I have to put, like, yeah, so go ahead. Um, so... Well, if you have two, I have two, so we'll yeah. go back and all forth. all right. So. so my first Honorable
1: Mention, and this is a show that I absolutely love, um, but it made Honorable Mention only because there's only one season of it so far, and I need to see where they go in Season 2 before I really make up my oh, mind on for, it. Oh, for the, for, for the fraction of a moment, I thought you were going to say Firefly, so
0: clearly not.
1: <laughs> no, clearly not. I mean, we'll get there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I just thought that's where you were going. I'm like, um, oh, clearly that's not what we're doing. No,
1: um, and that is uh, Netflix's reboot of Lost in Space. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love it. This show, I love the casting. I love the character development. Um, it is an absolutely beautiful show to watch. The the post, all the CGI, everything is fantastic. Um, I just, I it's one of those shows where if you haven't watched it yet, you I really recommend you go watch it because season two is coming out sometime either late this year or early next year.
0: All right. Well, when so. I saw the original trailer, I was like, ah, "What? Like, I didn't really like." I'm like, "This is what?" <laughs> so. And it, it is not the Matt LeBlanc movie. I promise you that it is not the Matt LeBlanc movie. Which, when I watched it the first time, I enjoyed the Matt LeBlanc movie. It does not hold it up. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> it does not hold up. Um, well, my first honorable mention. Like I said, it's kind of it's a cheat because it's not really is MST3K, the original Mystery Science Theater 3000, <laughs> the movie. Like, or all
1: the episodes of the, the
0: show. The show. Okay,
1: because, like, they have a, a movie called MST3K no, that I know. It, they play as an episode of the show. Yeah, no, so. I
0: was specifically referring yeah. to the show, the okay. original show, not the Netflix one, but right. it takes place in space, and technically right. it's got its own plot line aside yeah. from what they do on the show. So that's why I said it's kind of a cheat, but...
1: No, it's not, a, it, it is, but, you know, at the same time,
0: it's, it's still a great...
1: Sci-fi yeah, so space show.
0: Everyone listening to the show you probably should know what MST3K is, but if you don't, it's Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> and shame on you. <laughs> yeah, shame on you for not knowing. Because <laughs> that show is fantastic. I am the Puma Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your other one? Um, so,
1: it is actually Firefly. because oh, it's only, an honorable mention. Yeah, um, and I love this show, and it's fantastic. The only other reason it's an honorable mention is because with... The way everything developed in the Firefly universe, and Fox is canceling the show, and then the fans getting the I movie. I wonder if it'll end up on Disney Plus. <laughs> it, it would be fantastic <laughs> if it did. I looked at the list, and I did not look for it.
0: Right. Um. But yeah, I looked. That, that's that could end up on Hulu, though.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. But I, I feel like the movie tied that whole universe up in a nice little bow and just it kinda, did and so that's why it's an honorable mention. It's never gonna be anything else than what it is, and it's perfect as it is, and it just needs to yeah. be left alone. Yeah. So that's why it's an honorable Until mention.
0: Until Disney Plus reboots it and they Sure, you
1: know, own. and if they <laughs> do their thing then cool. Awesome. <laughs> I, I may look at it and be like, Why can't you just leave stuff good alone? Right. But you know, Well
0: here's my other here's my other honorable mention, and like I said, it's a cheat, and that is the outer limits. Um, okay, but it is the uh, Showtime remake of the Outer Limits. Sure, um, where like and like all fifty percent of this show was space. Mm-hmm. Okay, it wasn't all like I mean it didn't tell take and that's the only reason I was like that's why it's a cheat that's why it's not a mention it can't make the list because of those reasons. But um, between Outer Limits and Twilight Zone, I was a big I preferred Outer Limits and I I honestly think I preferred it because of the opening. Like with the aliens actually taking oh, control of yeah. your television and all that stuff, I just thought that was way cooler. Um, <laughs> and then you saw the story, and then you had the narration and stuff at the beginning and the back, and there was clearly the lesson you were supposed to learn. Like I just really liked it. So okay. Yeah, I've never, never been an outer, never been exposed to outer limits. Like I okay. said. And rock, I actually, I was stairs actually, box behind it. I was actually able to find the outer limits on DVD. I felt, and like it, they were in these weird like. You could buy one, like one DVD was like just the robot episodes. One was oh, just the space sweet. episodes. One was just the alien episodes because they were episodic. There was right. no like there continuity. Was no, yeah. There was no. It was just you could just whatever. I was able to get my hands on the whole set. That took a long time to find them, but I bought <laughs> them as I found them. So, um, really cool stuff. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Outer Limits. So your first actual pick of the evening. My first actual pick of the evening is
1: a show that just wrapped uh, on the Sci Fi Network.
0: um, And it's Killjoys. Oh, you said Sci Fi, and I was typing Showtime onto the spreadsheet. And I'm like, (laughs) Killjoys is not Showtime.
1: (laughs) So this show uh, just finished, it's done. Uh, The series finale
0: was this last Friday. Um... It's over, over? Over, over. So, perfect time for me to start watching? Absolutely. Because I felt bad... Because you told me to watch the show a while ago. Yeah. And I felt really bad that I've not.
1: Um... There are some some rough moments in in the show where you're kind of like, why do I care? Look, Arrow, every show has its ups and downs. Right, right. Um, but there are two consistent things flowing through this show, and it is... Aaron Ashmore, and I can't remember the other guy's name, who plays his brother. Um, Their relationship and the way they play off each other in every scene they're in together, and the amount of just comedic relief that Aaron Ashmore brings to every scene he's in Mm -hmm. um, make this show for me. It's awesome sci-fi. It's great. You're out in outer space in a different planetary system that you've never heard of. You're fighting aliens and bad monsters and weird nonsense And They're all bounty hunters, right? Yeah, so the, the Killjoy is actually a galactic bounty hunter um, and Joy is the name of their currency. Oh, right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they start off as bounty hunters and there's a whole lot of backstory that you don't have um, but the initial plot line that really draws you in is that that bounty hunting thing that they do together. Um and then it progresses from there. But it's it's a great show. It's fun. It's It gets intense, but at the same time, it's lighthearted in the moments that it needs to be just to kind of break the, the tension. And for me, a show has to have all those elements. It has to be funny. It has to have, you know, good plot and good character development. It has to have all those things. And Killjoy really ticks all those boxes for me. It's almost a little bit too funny in some spots. Oh, sure. But, I mean... It's awesome, and I love it, and I really can't wait to hear your opinion of it when you do eventually watch it. it.
0: Is it on Netflix? I don't
1: think it's on Netflix. Shoot. I'm going to have to look for it. It might be on Hulu, honestly.
0: Okay. So I don't... Yeah, I've never seen it on Netflix. I'll do some searching. Yeah. Um, Yeah, all right. I'll do some searching. Um, Well, my first pick of the evening is an animated show called the Green Lantern animated series. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I probably should have specified live action. <laughs> well, <laughs> never well, mind. Don't sorry, no, no, no. I
0: have two animated shows on my yeah, list. Actually, hey, you and, do, you man, and you'll understand one when you get to the last one. But no, this one I thought of long and hard when I made my short list. I thought long and hard about this, and I'm like, dude, this Green Lantern show was awesome. Like it was really, <laughs> really good. But it was like it wasn't like hand drawn animation. It was computer animation sure. And that Pixar, uh, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars kind yeah. of sense. Um, it only ran for two seasons on Cartoon Network. It was just real solid. Like, just really, really good, and, like, they handled, they didn't, it's not like they took stuff from the comics, and did, they just kind of did their own thing with the Green Lantern mythos, but they wrote it so well that, like, I found myself, oh, hey, Green Lantern's on, like, making time to sure. watch the show. sure. And I think that's, I think that speaks volumes to a show of any kind if you're making time to watch it.
1: Like, yeah, yeah I mean, we have
0: DVRs and stuff like that, but well, when you're making Kivo time, saves marriages. That's all I right. say. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when you when you're making a time to watch a television show, and you're like, oh wait, I have to watch Green Lantern this week because I can't see the next week if sure. I, you know what I mean? Like right. that speaks volumes. And when I was looking at my short list, I'm like, no, this totally has to make a pick because, just simply because of how much I enjoy it. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, sorry. I could have gone all. If I if I'd have action. seen it, I could probably agree with you more. But I, you know, I've no, 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 never, no. I've never seen the show. What was so. interesting though is when when you said because you said live action, I was looking at my short list. I'm like, oh well, there's like X amount of versions of that and X amount of versions of that. And you right, know what I mean? right. So and there's stuff that
1: I wanted to put on my list that I'm kind of hoping you have on yours so that we can still talk about it because it's like
0: this show needs to be on this list. So oh well, I think you and I are gonna at least cross paths on at least. One for sure, Sure. and then one is a a sort of pass. All right. (laughs) So go ahead, Um, your pick.
1: My next pick is um, the sci-fi reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, also on my short list, but go ahead. Okay, so I'm glad we didn't match on this so that I get to talk about it and you get an extra thing to talk about, because this is a show that... Because I had seen a few episodes of the original Battlestar, and I was kind of just like... Okay, this is you know '70s cheesy hokey nonsense, and um, I agree. And I was kind of like, all right, so they're rebooting this. All right, um, and I just initially
0: didn't watch the show just be- for that reason. I didn't. Um, I same here. I did not watch the show for said same reason. And then <laughs> I, know I just repeated everything. You just said It's like, all right, you know. <laughs> Go <laughs> you ahead, can repeat. Yeah. Um
1: finally got into it. I don't remember if it was... They were doing a marathon or what, but I caught it right at the beginning of the first two episodes, which make the Battlestar movie. Okay. So those first two episodes are a standalone movie um, for the series. Um, So I got to watch that, and then I got to watch, I don't know, probably six episodes in close succession after that. And that first... Quarter of the first season, first almost half. I was absolutely breathless. That show grabbed you by the throat and didn't let you breathe for ten episodes. I mean, it was just that intense. That like, what is happening? How yeah. are they going to get out of this? You know, um, and like with any show, you know they have their their jump the shark moments, and then they have their redemption the moments. moments and yeah, then they have
0: their yeah, right exactly. exactly.
1: Um, and I mean. The show's been out i'm not gonna worry about spoilers at this point you know the whole starbucks gone starbucks comes back starbucks disappears again thing was one of those jump the shark moments and why it wasn't higher on my list it's like i just because of that plot line oh yeah and the way that the show ended i can't give it higher praise um other than what i have it's it's a seminal work for science fiction and as far as space shows go and i will always hold it in high esteem um and if my son ever decides he wants to watch something of that, it's always on streaming now. So, oh. I'm at it, kid, here's there you go. Here's, here's seven Battlestar. seasons.
0: Did you hear that they're remaking Battlestar? I did hear that a, a rumor in passing. I didn't look into it at all. Yeah, it. I don't. There's not much out there, but it sounds like it's going to be. It's a completely its own thing, not connected at all. It's not like a sequel. Won't be a reboot. It'll, okay. It'll it'll be like a full remake of a thing. Sure. Um. So yeah, I yeah. There's not much to say about it, because we don't know anything yet. Um, all right, so my next pick is Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Um, I did not... This this was a toss-up for me, and I did not put this on my list. Okay, well... It made my I, short list, though. This, I, I watched it back in the day. I'm currently rewatching it just in the mornings before I go to work. Um, it's, it's a great show, but I think a lot of... Because of the time that this came out, a lot of the sci-fi we get today has to give thanks to that show. Oh, absolutely. We don't get Star Wars without Star Trek 66. I I will agree with that. Okay, we don't get there. And George Lucas has directly said because of what happened with the original Star Trek, it gave him confidence that he could sell his product putting out the original Star Wars. So we don't get Star Wars without the Captain Kirk original series Star Trek. Gene Roddenberry. Right, Gene Roddenberry Star Trek. We don't get... To where we are today with space television without Star Trek: The Next Generation.
1: And I I completely and wholeheartedly agree with that statement. It's um, it's a,
0: it's just a wonderful it's just a wonderful put together show, like top to bottom.
1: Right, and I'm it, I mean, gonna when I talk about one of my other picks, we're gonna go back into this a little bit more. Um, but I you know Star Trek: The Next Generation is one of those shows that is amazing on its own. But I have a lot of um you know, emotions tied to the show. It was one of the first shows that me and my dad would sit down and actually watch oh, together. Okay. You know, so it's like, oh, it's on, it's on tonight. We would both sit down and watch it together. So, you know, I've that memory tied up in that show and, you know, they did a lot of the Star Trek stuff, you know, tackling important social issues yeah, in a way every, where you where you didn't know you were being told a certain social issue was happening and yeah, it was every just like,
0: every episode is a morality tale and right. it's all social commentary and you don't think about it and that's this is where sci fi um, this is where sci-fi just reigns supreme, as you can get away with things that you can't like... Look, Supergirl's a comic book show, okay? The fourth season of Supergirl covered the immigration problem we have going on in the country right now. hmm It fully covered it, and no one noticed, because it's science fiction, right. and just, it just sk- skirted under the radar. I noticed. I'm like, oh, we're doing this? Okay, I'm yeah. strapping in. Here we go. You know? Um Star Trek does uh, one thing Next Generation does wrong in my opinion is they vastly underutilized the holodeck. Um,
1: <laughs> I think there were budgetary constraints among the uh, um,
0: the, yeah. the, the production costs of the show that now, required that. When oh, I was yes. younger and this was on television um, I I watched it and just it's Star Trek and I was just wowed by the tech and the, right. the weapons and you know I have the um, I have the Next Generation blueprint book on my shelf which actually has all the blueprints for the Enterprise and mm-hmm. all that stuff. What's interesting though is that now I'm watching it as an adult and I'm focusing on television history and I'm like, "Oh, look at that guest star." Right. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> completely infatuated because my mind of understanding how television and film are made now mm-hmm. compared to then, it's I'm I'm under, I'm watching the show in a completely new appreciation. Sure. So, so yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, your
1: pick, man. Uh so it's my third, yeah. So we're going down the list. Um it wasn't. You don't
0: have to have these in any order. No,
1: I know. Probably. i just this is the list that I the way I wrote them out. Okay, um, I bounce around my lists. This is a show you may or may not have watched. Uh, it's newer. Um, is it, it started the on second sci-fi. Second Green
0: Lantern series. <laughs> it is
1: not the second
0: <laughs> Green Lantern series.
1: <laughs> uh, it started on sci-fi. Um, the fourth season will be on Amazon. It's The Expanse. Oh, okay.
0: So I is it The Expanse? the expanse started as a book yeah they they turned it into the show i i might be getting my show as crisscross sure there's a show that was on sci-fi about the ship that left in the 60s and they never like evolved like socially because they always thought it was the 60s (laughs) so when they like came back to earth it was like a completely different does that make sense i i know i it makes sense but this is not that show what's that show called I'd have to look it up. Okay, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember, so that's not The Expanse. That is okay. not then The I Expanse. Then I am getting my shows crossed. No, The, the
1: Expanse... Because um, I watched the
0: first episode I of I want to say it's and... a Philip K. Dick story initially.
1: Um, but i have to look that up. Well, keep talking, um, I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, so, The Expanse is... Sci-fi done right. Space
0: done correctly. <laughs> Alright. Well, so, like... For all of our knowledge of space.
1: Right, so, it is... There's no um, inertial dampening. Oh. There's no... um, Which we have to figure out, by the way. Yeah, there's no artificial gravity except that which is introduced by spinning of spacecraft. Mm -hmm. There is no um, high-powered energy weapons. It is space, down and dirty. If you want to turn, you're pulling 20 Gs. And the characters are experiencing all that, and it's built into the story, and it makes it phenomenal. It's it's space done right, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and the overarching story um, is enough to keep me interested in what's going on, but I really watch the show because it's space done right. Like, I can watch this show and be completely wowed every time I turn it on. The uh, CGI in it is fantastic. You get a good feeling for the characters uh, as far as the development goes. The main character... You said it's
0: all on Netflix? Uh, it's on Amazon. No. Amazon. Amazon. All of it's on Amazon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: so seasons one through three on Amazon. I think season four will be coming out sometime later this year or early next year. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't remember who initially wrote the book, The Expanse, but it's based off that story. Um, and I'm having
0: trouble finding it, and I don't want to take up too much time. Sure. So we'll have to look it up later. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. but
1: I mean, it's it's just... I, I can't say enough about, you know, how well they do the physics of space travel and the things that have to be done. Sure. Know, as far as, yes, you can continue going in space. You start, put your speed on, your speed is the same until you have to turn around and stop. And then you have a whole host of different problems because... There's stuff flying around the cabin because you forgot to tie it down, and now you've got a different problem. <laughs> and and it, it's it's that little stuff that you don't think about yeah. that they don't tackle in those other shows because they have artificial gravity and inertial dampening. You know, you can't exactly go to warp without your face
0: peeling off. Yeah, that's that's why we have that scene in um, Spaceballs. Exactly. Yeah, ludicrous speed. Right, right. Except at ludicrous speed, they would be piles of jelly on the back wall. But yeah, well, I mean, that's why he was wearing the helmet and it saved him. <laughs> Smoke Ooh if you got him. Oh, <laughs> my God. Smoke if you got him. Oh, you must have blown by us by a week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, The Expanse, anything else on that? Um, not really. I mean, it's just it's one
1: of those shows where I think it's just excellent space sci-fi and it's done correctly.
0: Sure. All right. So. Well, I think my next pick... Um, you and I will actually match on. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. And that's the Orville? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is actually where I match. Uh, that comes back in December, I think? Yes. Okay. Um, it's very clear, if you follow Seth MacFarlane's career, that Star Trek The Next Generation is his favorite television show of ever, all time. Of all time. Um, they, and make ju- is... they make comments on Family Guy and the other stuff he's done, and then he makes. And then Seth MacFarlane goes and makes. Star Trek the, the Next Generation. Right, exactly. And that's why I
1: didn't put TNG on here. It was because okay. I was going to talk about Orville, which is basically we're going to take all the showrunners who aren't doing anything from Next Generation, Yeah, and we're going to go to CBS and go, hey, we want to make a Star Trek show. And they're going to go, mm, no, we're going to do our own thing. So Seth went, fine, I'm taking my ball and all these guys, and we're going to go play on this court. Yeah. And he does The Next Generation. It's... So easy to draw so many parallels between these two shows. Vastly, and guess what? They utilize
0: the holodeck in the way I would utilize exactly. the holodeck. <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, the, um, the, the border Sex Addiction" ep- episode. Is, I don't know if I utilize it that way. Oh, you shut know up. You yeah, would totally you know use it that way. <laughs> don't, don't kid yourself.
0: Look, we um, all know if we all watch Westworld, y'all you understand. You're on the same page. I am. Like, <laughs> um, um, but yeah. So it was.
1: I mean, you've got. Brandon Braga, who was the executive producer for The Next Generation. He is the showrunner on on The Orville. Right. You've got Jonathan Frakes coming back and directing episodes just like he did on Next Generation. Yeah. You've got characters that your character actors coming in from the Star Trek universe and playing Orville character universe characters. And it's it's so much fun and it brings back so much nostalgia to see those people come back and do their thing in in the same vein but in a different universe and then you throw in Seth's humor and yeah it's the complete package for me it's just one of those shows where I can't miss it and it really my 5-year-old son is absolutely enamored by the
0: show and w- something that I think is really great about it is i mentioned the guest stars on next generation and how like i'm paying attention to that now paying attention to the guest stars on the orville has been an absolute joy Oh, absolutely. And you got Ralph Garman coming in and like the guest stars are not you don't know their guest stars because you're looking for them and they're the guys in the full makeup alien right. costumes and you right. don't know it's that person and then you hear their voice and you're just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> like, like Patrick Waterburton. Or
1: Patrick like, Waterburton was the best. eating the whole time.
0: <laughs> it was just phenomenal like. It it's it was so funny. Um uh, the character that I miss right now the most is uh Alara. I was really liking her I character. Was, I a was lot. bummed when she left. And then now she's not on the show and I'm like, uh so her replacement I like I like her does, replacement. does pretty well. Yeah.
1: I mean, they did a pretty good job of fixing that. I mean, they brought basically the same alien species in her place and you know. Yeah, I it, I
0: appreciate um I really do appreciate her new the her replacement on the in the crew, but um, I really enjoyed Alara, so yes. she was probably my favorite character and then she had to leave.
1: And then that, that first episode where Ed goes, Hey, Alara, uh, you wanna open this jar of pickles for me? And she just busts <laughs> down the door I mean it's just those types of things where, you know, it's just our type of humor in twenty first early twenty first century extending into whatever the twenty seventh or whatever century they're in.
0: So yeah. it just it cracks me up that they,
1: they bring those types of things
0: in. So Yeah, awesome. Well, we matched on the Orville, um, so that comes back to me. hmm um, And this is where I think uh, you and I are going to, like, match not match and then have, get to have a little bit of a disagreement. Okay. <laughs> um, but my next pick is Stargate Atlantis. Okay. Um, because I feel like you, I did not match. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you did, but that's where, like, I think mine— I honestly think mine rolls into your next pick. And so. it does. Um— so, I'm, I've talked about it on the show before. I'm a massive Stargate fan, technically all thanks to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked the movie, but I didn't really watch the show until uh, my son was born. And then I did nothing but watch Star- Stargate because when your kid's born, if you're not a parent, I'm going to tell you this, those first couple months, the kid doesn't do anything except for eat and sleep. And cry. And oh. cry. So, what you do is you get him relaxed and then you watch tv because you are trapped until he's old enough to start moving around and then you can start doing things uh so that first three months i did nothing but watch stargate and it was just season after season after season after season and if you put stargate into a bubble and say you're just watching stargate it is three films 17 seasons total amongst all three shows yeah. Yeah, you have the you have the original film, mm-hmm. the original film. You have SG One, which is ten, so 10 seasons, seasons. Atlantis, Atlantis is, is five, five. Universe is two, and then you have the two extra movies. So right. I mean, that is a lot. That is a lot of, of content. Game. And if you put it into hours, I think it comes down to. And I did the math on this once, but I think it comes down to like three hundred and forty, like three ep- hours of television total. If you broke it down, so it's like you could watch if you did one episode a day, it's just shy of a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, like SG One, you don't get to Atlantis without SG One, because SG One was built off the original film, right. and it creates groundwork for so much of the mythos and mm-hmm. so much of the of um, the lore. But where I liked Atlantis was um, it was all in space, right? everything was space everything was space space. gates the vehicles that went through the gates the like I thought the Wraith were a much better villain than the Ga'uld like I just overall like the tech was better like I just felt like hey we did this show which was awesome and everyone loves it we're gonna do this other show where we take all the things we learned and just amp it up just a little bit does that make sense yeah absolutely I just wish I just wish that Atlantis got a longer run than it did um you also get to see Jason Momoa like before Jason, Jason Momoa was, was Jason Momoa. Yeah,
1: you know, it's like, oh, it's Jason Momoa, and then you're,
0: everyone's like, "Who?" And you're like, "The dude from Stargate." Never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't know. Right, and like he, so I had went to I went to a comic con, went to a panel that he was on, and uh, there was a I went to a Game of Thrones panel. He's there because he was on Game of Thrones, mm. and people were asked, a couple people asked him about Stargate. And it was awesome because at the time, like he had just been cast, he had just been cast as Aquaman. He had just left Game of Thrones, and he. Someone asked him about Stargate, and he had the, he just had like nothing but great things to say. But it was awesome because I'm thinking to myself, how many people in this room don't know that he was in that show right. prior to? You right. Know? Yeah. They they so. never gave it a, sh- a
1: thought that he would be on a sci-fi yeah. show. So. No, I, um, along your lines, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Um. I just, my problems with um,
0: with uh, Atlantis were are small little nitpicky things. Oh, that and, just, I, and Rodney McKay, I, you know, like there were certain characters that I was like, man, this isn't in the, like, you know. But this is something, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, but no, this is something where. A, that's a drink, by the way, if anybody's bringing yeah, it home. Yeah, like um, the Arrowverse crossovers. The interlacing of the shows. Right. This was another one where everything was interlaced. So mm-hmm. you had the crossovers between the shows, and I did figure out the time bubble for right. Um, Stargate, the the entire Stargate franchise. If you wanted to do a revisit, <laughs> 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 but I figured out where all the crossovers sure. are and that proper episode order. So. Um. But I mean. The the replicators. Um. By the time. It, like Replicators but, in SG-1 were way better than Replicators. Yeah, than that.
1: and it, it was one of those it. things where it was like, you're just rehashing an old villain, and I get it, but they were tired by the time that I got to it. I was like, I don't want to see the Replicators anymore. We've dealt with this twice. Right. Three times, actually. You know, I'm, I'm done with that, so. They're not the Spiders anymore, so no. let's. Yeah, we've we, we moved on. We liked them when they were Spiders. They, they were awesome when they were Spiders. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um... Robot spiders, that is, if you haven't yeah. watched Stargate. Yeah. Robot spiders
1: that could eat ships and make more spiders. It was really haunting. Um So that, that those were like my little nitpicky things with it. Um the other thing about it was is like when the show first started, I'm like, I've already seen this show. Oh. You know, it's that we're on an alien world and we're out of power and we have no food and we have no air and now we're under attack. It's like yeah, I've seen this show. I've seen this show. I've seen this show. And, it, I mean, it goes along the lines of Battlestar Galactica and Stargate, um, uh, Universe. Because Stargate Universe is carbon-copied the first ten episodes of S- Battlestar Galactica and slammed into Stargate yep.
0: Atlantis. I mean, it's the same stuff, so. Well, that's that was that thing where they were trying to pump out, hey, we've, this, this worked over here, let's make it work over right, here. And that's right. not how you make television. No. So, um... Uh, so and it sucks because line. Universe got really good, right at the at, end, right when they decided yeah. to cancel the show, yeah. and we're all waiting for that. Well, that three years is kind gone. The, I know, <laughs> but we're all waiting. We're all
1: waiting, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that leaves me with my last pick then, which is actually Stargate
0: SG One. Yeah, which um, that's where I was like, we're gonna mess, yeah, um, but not
1: mess. For all of the reasons that you said, um, but moreover, because I was such a huge fan of the movie. And because the gold were the villain, they brought in that mythology, that ancient Egyptian mythology and really tied it into the movie
0: and tied it into Daniel Jackson's theory the, of what the pyramids were for. This show made me do some massive deep dive research into Egyptology, by the way. Right. Like I did a lot, I actually did a lot of research call in, because I know, was for real who have curious have never seen
1: this show... Um, the basic gist is is that the ancient gods of Egypt are real. They're aliens, and they're referred to as system lords. So they're basically high powered alien beings that command armies. You know, each army is uh, is alleged to its individual system lord, and you know it's very right.
0: feudal in nature. Um, I mean, it's all it's all so. But this is where I'm curious though. This is what made me like kind of wonder a little bit. Did Egyptology exist as it was, and then the aliens when they came down, carbon copied everything, or did the Egyptians? No, the build Egyptians their... started worshiping the the aliens. Right. The so alien- that that yeah. that's where I was like, yeah. I wonder if it's the other way. You know what I mean? Right. Was, no, which, if in the Stargate universe,
1: the aliens come first, and then Egyptology grows out of that.
0: Right. Um. And then, if you really dig into Catholicism, grows out of that. And sure, like yeah, that. Mean monotheistic <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, we can we can go from there. But it's Pharaoh all stoned and it all out. comes back to seed theory, people. Anyway, go so, ahead.
1: <laughs> but it's not just that. I mean, you get to an episode. I think it's season three, and they introduce the Asgard. So yeah. now
0: you're not even dealing
1: with. You're not, not dealing with just ancient be-
0: Egyptian. Now you've got Norse mythology yeah. tied in. And, and when he says Asgard, we're not talking about the Marvel universe. No, and, and we're talking and, about another race of aliens that these are your
1: prototypical gray, big-headed, big black-eyed aliens, and they, that's that's what they draw them as. Yeah. And,
0: they call um, themselves the Asgard because and everything they do is based off of Norse mythology. Right. So.
1: So, I mean, Norse mythology is based off of them. I mean, there's a character called Thor. There's a character called Odin. I mean, you know, you you meet these individuals. um, And they're a benevolent race that tries to help, you know, the Stargate... um, Crew. ...take their place in the universe and be, you know, the fifth race, as it is called. So, um, as far as Stargate goes, it's it's one of those shows where... um, I'll just be scrolling through, and I'll see it on El Rey Network, and I'm like, oh, awesome, sweet, two episodes in a row, and then an episode of Atlantis, and I'll take or leave the episode of Atlantis if it's on, and you know, it's one I like, cool, I'll watch it if it's not, and that's why I t- chose
0: SG-1 over Atlantis, is because yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I will watch any episode of SG-1, there's episodes of
0: Atlantis, I'll take or leave. I will, the, the worst episode, in my opinion, of SG-1, hands down, I cannot remember the name of it, but it's season one, episode three.
1: Okay. So I, I like, know, so I know so like where the first episode
0: at. is Children of the Gods. Right. The second episode I believe is I wanna say Emancipation. Uh, yes. I might be yep. wrong, but the whatever the third episode is with the like weird Japanese um, women sexist episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my good god. That and that was um, that
1: was their that was their. We don't know what we're doing with this show yet. Let's try and do a social commentary episode. Okay, that didn't work. We're not ready. We're not, right, we're not
0: ready for that yet. Yeah, we're not going to do that right now. So yeah. they'll come back and do social commentaries later. Right. It wasn't ready yet. And right. That's that's a real hard episode to stomach. Not and it's not because. Of like this anti sexism stuff they were trying to do, not because of the social commentary stuff. It was the writing. It's like they didn't know what they were. It was out. the writing, and the actors didn't know their characters yet.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was like you could tell those first first seven episodes were them fleshing out the characters because, you know, Carter comes off as this huge hard ass initially, and then like they're like, no, nah, let's 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 dial you down just a little bit. Let's bring Colonel O'Neill up just a hair. Let's make Daniel a little more assertive. You know, and They finally fleshed out those characters, and you get to a point in the show where it gels mid-season one, and it finally just really starts running, and you're, you're happy, and it's, it's just a great yeah. show, and I, I enjoy SG-1. Um, there is a show that made my shortlist that I feel needs to get mentioned. Okay. Um, it didn't qualify for anything here. And it's Stargate Universe. It's not. <laughs> it's so not. <laughs> and that's, that's Farscape. Oh, Farscape also made my short list as well. And it's just, it's one of those shows where it it would have been an honorable mention for me, but I had those other two that really I needed to yeah. talk about. And Farscape is, again, one of those shows where, you know, Farscape, you bring those friendly actors into another show, and you're like, oh, yay, it's yeah, Happy Time. Farscape yeah, and Farscape has a little tie to st- Stargate Stargate.
0: because the two actors came over and yeah so in that Um, in that vein of Stargate SG and if you like space and puppets go watch Farscape yes it's actually it's it's actually a really fun ride
1: it's one of those shows where if I've caught it every episode I've caught on TV I've watched and enjoyed yeah yeah
0: well, my final pick of the night is Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay. And to be completely honest, I wish I was saying Star Wars: The Mandalorian, but I have not. <laughs> I have not seen it yet. All I've seen is a trailer, and I know it's going to be my new favorite thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, "Hey, Andy, what do you think of the Mandalorian? I freaking hate it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I doubt that is going to be the response. Um, but no, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Um, I you've seen it. I've seen the trailer, yes, many times. You've never watched the show? No, I'm kidding. Yes, oh, I've seen Star I, Wars The Clone I, I would have been... <laughs> hey, you never know. Some people... Yeah, like, um... It's, no. it's, it's really weird when... So, our, our friend Aaron, uh, we call him Big D. Mm-hmm. Um, he... I don't know if he was against Clone Wars or not, but we had a gathering over the holidays. He came into town to visit, and we were talking, and he mentioned a character from The Clone Wars, and he's like, you know, I really wish they would have, like... Really explored that character some more. And I go, well, did you watch the Rebels show? And he goes, you know, I knew you were going to say something about how I had to read a book or a comic or watch a thing. (laughs) Stop Stop making more work for me, Andy. And and he's like, so what happened? And I go, I think you should go watch Rebels. (laughs) And that was my, like, I never could watch Rebels. Okay. It was always on a time hey, where Disney I was... Disney Plus comes real soon. I'm very yeah. <laughs> excited to get
1: caught up because the episodes I did see out of sequence,
0: I really made me want to go back and watch all of it. Rebels got a rough start, in my opinion. Like, okay. the first season I thought was kind of a rough sit. But I think it got a rough sit because I wanted it to be The Clone Wars. Oh, okay. And, I would, and it wasn't. It was something new. Mm-hmm. So I had to settle into these new characters. And eventually... They started after season one, they start making ties to what happened in the sure. Clone Wars, and you're just like, Oh my goodness! and then it just got more exciting. Yeah. Um, Clone um,
1: Wars is one of those shows where I, I always wanted to watch it, and then I had a son, and that was kind of our way to get Star Wars together. Sure, like at two and a half, three, he could sit down and watch a whole episode and be like, I want to do another one, and I'd be like, Cool, let's just
0: motor through. So, yeah, um, Clone Wars is a risk. A big risk take that Lucasfilm had to do. Oh, yeah. Um, they tried... They did a Genndy uh, uh if, if I said that name right, I, know I, I feel like I butchered it. Uh, they did a short, like, little micro-series, which I ended up getting on DVD. It's awesome. But it was predicated off the Samurai Jack uh, art style. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Really, really good. That was like a test to see if people would buy, an, buy a show of The Clone Wars. And then they took that... And then made the show we got. If you look at the art design of the clones, of like General Grievous, of like some of the other characters, like Asajj Ventress and whatnot, it all came from the Genndy yeah, series. Yeah, like, they're
1: they're very featured, blocky.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the Genndy series was the concept art for what we got. Sure. Um, really, really cool. Um, but this series, it was a risk take in terms of animation. It was a risk take in terms of storytelling. It was a risk take in what they wanted to do. Like you got to understand, is George doesn't write stuff. The way like a television writer is going to sit down and do his writing for the season, and then go, okay, well, this is where we got to do our bottle episode because we got to save money for our finale. Sure. Where George goes, no, 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 no. This is Star Wars. You got to tell it a specific way. We don't do bottle episodes. You yeah. have to tell We're, a story. You have to do this thing. You got to, you know, it's got to flow. Every episode has to feel like a movie, and every episode feels like a movie, a twenty-two minute movie. But right, every episode right. feels like a movie. It's
1: a short, but it's a movie. So nonetheless, right? Yeah. Exactly. And they and, and you
0: want that feature length feel
1: while you're watching these shows. And and you get it, especially, like, because they are
0: serialized. They do flow one into the next. Um, there is, if you go to, a couple of the episodes were shot out of order mm-hmm. because George would go into writing meetings and go, hey, you know that episode we did? I really liked that. I think we should do an episode about this that kind of explores that a little bit more. So, because that happened on occasion in the writer's room, if you go to StarWars.com, um, you can actually pull up a list of the chronological ordered list okay. for how to watch them properly. And I hope that when they do... Um... And I've gone through and watched them in the chronological order. And it makes more and sense. And it's incredible. Yeah. I, I want to see like if Disney Plus, like
1: you know how Netflix brings up I was all wondering... the episodes that you can do chronological or you can do... Episodic, you know, as, yeah. as they came. Oh, hey, out. I
0: just want to watch season one. That's fine. Right. Or hey, here's the chronological order. Boom. Sure. And I kind of hope Disney Plus does it that way for those people, because I actually know a couple people that have never seen Star Wars. I know in the world we I live don't, in. Today, I know of you too. In the world we live in today, I, don't claim I know them. But I, I know them. that's a. Th- I know that's a thing. So for those people that are going to be signing up for Disney Plus and they want to watch Star Wars. I'd like to think they'd come to me and we'd have a conversation about the order of what to how to watch the films, mm-hmm. but when you get to the Clone Wars, it's all there properly laid out for you, right. you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, um, And I'm not saying my way of watching the movies is correct, I just want to let them know, well, I watched them in release order because I'm old enough and had to watch them that way, Right. but you have this unique opportunity to possibly watch them in and we could talk about it, And, and <laughs> you know.
1: That's one of those things where, you know, if I could watch a movie again with... No remembrance of the initial watch. Like, if I could go into a theater and sit down and watch one, two, three, four, five, or sorry, one, two, Clone Wars,
0: three, four, four uh, three, solo, three, Rogue solo, One, yeah, four, five, five, six, six, six seven, and eight, and see nine.
1: it with a fresh eye and a fresh mind, how would I form my opinion of the
0: series? Because I watched it like you, I'm old enough, I got to see. We had to watch them in release yeah. order. We didn't have a choice. Right. So I, I'm really curious to how a unique, having that unique opportunity would be. Right. And that's, that really makes me wonder. But at the end of the day, this made my list because it is Star Wars. Star Wars, I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. It's kind of like nothing will ever, in terms of space stuff, nothing right. will ever be above Star Wars for and, me. So.
1: And, you know, had, had I thought in the animated realm that probably would have made my list, I went strictly... Yeah, and... Almost one hour... These are all one hour And when we were talking live actions
0: those quick little text messages yeah. back and forth, I... You didn't even specify live no. action when no. I was, like, going television start tele- Space television, I was like, oh, yeah, Clone Wars? Duh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was like, just, that, I wrote that down before I... I, I had a vision it. in my head of what, you know, I wanted to talk
1: about. I was like, these shows have to be on this list, and this,
0: and so... And I think I accomplished my goal. Oh yeah, and I and I did too. So, but you know what? That's what makes this nice is we could always revisit these lists. Yes. <laughs> and then my list will be pretty much the same, except the Mandalorian will be on it. <laughs> um, or it won't. <laughs> or it won't. But I'm already
1: claiming that it's probably going to be. Yeah. No, just from what I've seen, it looks like it will be on there. Yeah.
0: Um, it also, looks, it
1: looks very in the the vein of uh, Rogue One as far as the action
0: is shot. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um anyway um are you good? I'm night? good. Okay, Adam, this was fantastic. I'm yeah. surprised we didn't You don't have to shake my hand. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that we didn't uh go off on more tangents and yeah, make I, I more tried references, to... and we actually stayed on topic. And... Well, you said Samurai Jack, and I chuckled to myself,
1: and I instantly thought... The bridge episode.
0: No. Oh.
1: Okay. No, I instantly thought to myself of Grandma's Boy. And I was just like, Mom, did you take Samurai Jack for me? Oh.
0: <laughs> I thought you were thinking about the episode with the really long bridge that we all watched and yes, laughed that, and that, giggled at. Like, Yes, I just... <laughs> but no, I did instantly to Grandma's Boy. Oh, okay. Well, anyway... um yeah no, come back anytime you want. Sure, uh, we'll maybe do a round we'll table do. or something when yeah. Mandalorian comes out, and we can all sit. Ooh, and like, that would be you know, fun. That could be kind of cool. So uh, we'll do maybe a bonus episode on that or something. I don't know. So um, yeah, so I'm glad you came. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I came too. It was a good time. All right. Well, in that case, if you guys would, uh, if you guys would check us out at our website, topfivereport.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook. Along with that, you will find a link to our email, top5report at gmail.com. If you want to interact with the show, hit us up there on our social media. Um, We are on Google Play, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. And if you go to Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to our episode. And if you do so, you will not miss a single episode, but you can also leave us a review. We love the five stars, but we also understand criticism because it makes us get better and it makes the words we say sound important. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Um, Adam, I assume you'd like to keep your email, your, your, <laughs> social media I, my, my social <laughs> media
1: is out there. Um, if you can find Andy,
0: you can probably find me. We're, we're friended on most things yep. if you need to find me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, anyway, um, we, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, so for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. And I'm Adam, claiming first on the email list. <laughs> Alright, well, have a good night everyone. Uh, see you next week.